All right, guys, are you ready for this? It's time to talk about Apex. All fucking Apex. I mean, we might we, not, we might talk about other companies a little bit because it turns out Blizzard's firing everyone who didn't think of Apex. So here we go. I'm Tim. I'm Mitch. I'm Jason. I mean, Lifeline. I mean, fuck. Here we go. So, so Bobby Kotick, he saw that uh, EA had Apex, and he's like, "Oh shit, they got that Fortnite money now." And now, and then he fired a bunch of people. Is that was that was that? What That's what I saying? think happened. He's like, he's like, "Oh my god!" Like Apex released, it had oh, it had ten million players in seventy two hours, and then he goes and turns to his development and and future project staff, and he's like, "Why didn't you think of that?" And just fucking fires everyone. But we made blackout, sir. <laughs> blackout sucks. <laughs> He's like, it's probably he probably fired everyone who made that made the stupid Call of Duty game. Man, it's you're probably right. He's like, why didn't we make it free to play? I don't know because you said you wanted money, but they're gonna make money. <laughs> you're Dude, fired. And on top of that, too, they were they purposefully. Uh, they I, I think it was Vince. Uh, Zampella purposely said that he, they did not market it for a reason because if they had marketed it, people would have rolled their eyes and saw that was another battle royale and people would have ignored it when it came out. And by them just making the game and it was like, here you go. It like really worked in their favor. Oh, seriously. The, the apex, I, I honestly would love to see a white paper on how they set up their servers, how they did their release strategy, because it's like, they just, like it was just quiet and all of a sudden there was this game that was number one on Twitch and we're just like, what? It's pretty, pretty impressive. Well, it's like a huge contrast to the, the Anthem demo too, in terms of stability. Like the Anthem oh, yeah. demo had tons of stable, uh, stability issues. And then this game just comes out of nowhere with no beta tests, no alphas, no fucking nothing. And it just works. It, it just works as Todd Howard would say. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I've gotten some errors in the launcher, some things like that. But like overall it's more stable than any game that I've, any of these big multiplayer games that I've played recently at launch. True that. So are we having fun playing it though? I'm having a lot of fun. I think it's my favorite game of the year right now. I would agree with that. I I am having a hard time. Yeah. I'm having a really hard time playing other games. Yep. Yeah, I find I find it I find that Apex hits that perfect spot between like where like we played back in the day like a lot of player unknowns battleground. Like one thing that was bad about that was the game was that game was glitchy. But also like that game has is a very slow pace, I feel like. Or it lends itself to being a very slow pace and very very like uh, real military tactics and real, real like, uh, like military analog, right? Because everything looks real or it's supposed to look real. When and then on the other side, you have Fortnite, which I feel like I always feel like Fortnite just is like it's like oh, it's Minecraft with guns, and it's just too cartoony for me. So I, I never was super interested in it. This kind of fits between those kind of perfectly. 
along with yeah. adding a little bit of Overwatch in there. <laughs> Fuck you, Blizzard. And if you're a big Titanfall fan, it's in the same universe. So, I mean, it's a nice little lore addition to that that universe. Hey, did you read up on on that at all? On what? Uh, all, I, all I know is there's apparently like a companion story, like a movie. I think a video or something, but it, uh, the Wikipedia entry says that it takes thirty year. Um, it takes place thirty years after Titanfall two. Apex Legends does, so that's all I know. They're gonna probably release lore bits like Overwatch does for their characters very slowly, probably through like either movies or whatever, like comics or something. Who knows? I'm sure some executive from EA is like, how can we make more money on all of this? Let's monetize, monetize, monetize. So it'll be interesting to see what it does with the um, with the Titanfall franchise, too, because the first two Titanfall games, if we're if we consider this kind of a kind of a pseudo Titanfall game, right? The first two did not do very well uh, at all. Like they had fun gameplay, but they just didn't grab an audience and they didn't go anywhere um so with releasing this into the same universe this i think because this one's doing so well uh, i think there's a potential for more titanfall games to come and potentially have more of a um an audience than the previous ones did i can also see people going back to the previous titanfall games well they did apparently the apparently the titanfall 2 multiplayer got a huge boost wow that's crazy yeah well as you think about it like i don't I know I will look at like a development studio and if they've done really good work, you start looking at other stuff that they've done. And yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things you're like, oh, like, hey, they're actually good. I didn't know that. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a risky thing to do, man. Like some, some uh, development studios release utter shit until they release something good. It's like it's just like shitty, 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 and then all right, now we we finally hit our stride. That is definitely true. There's well, a lot of studios that do that. So respawn is also making a Star Wars game, and now I'm interested. Ooh, it's a, they're making a Star that. Wars game. Huh? They're they're making a game called Jedi Fallen Order. So that's well, part of their that's part of their their plan this year is they're working on. Apex, they're working on another Titanfall project. They didn't say it was Titanfall 3 and Jedi Fallen Order. As long as it doesn't get canceled like all the other projects that have it. Have How big is that studio? That's a lot of things to work on at the same time. I don't know. They're their darling now. If this game continues to right? gain traction and make the company money, they're going to be the darling of the company. Like, I know. All they have to do, though, they have to They have to keep... I think the, the key for Apex is to keep keep the content going make new features in the game and yeah fix fix some of these like launch bugs that have been happening well, interesting interesting parallel i think so dice has always been ea's like darling right they make the battlefield games and they and they they were the ones that were charged to make the battlefront games both battlefront games by dice were considered failures by EA. And the last Battlefield game, Battlefield 5, was also considered a failure. So if Respawn has already wound up them on the FPS genre, in a sense with the with with both the quality of Titanfall 2, even though it didn't it wasn't a commercial success, and then the commercial success of Apex, if they come out swinging with Jedi Fallen Order and fucking 
have a hit with that too. Dice is fucked. <laughs> That's just my opinion on that. Yeah, man, I could definitely see that. And and it'll be I'll be interested to follow that too, because uh I was really let down and disappointed with the Battlefront games. Just having played the original Battlefronts and loving them so much growing up. Um so it'll be interesting to see what this new uh Fallen Order one is. Because I haven't heard anything about it. Didn't you um didn't you play the Battlefront the new Battlefront games too, Tim? Did you have I them? did. I actually I was super excited because it was a Star Wars game. And so I bought I bought the first battlefront that came or the first of the new battlefronts that came out, like the day it released, and I played it for a little bit and I just refunded it because it was it was just not fun. There's no depth to it. And it's just a microtransaction mess. Yeah, so like if respawn I think they we'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not trying to like sounds like a fanboy. I but I've been just been taken aback by this game. Like I can't stop thinking about it. I'm watching YouTube videos on how to get better. I'm watching Twitch streams. I'm watching Shroud. Like I even I even like took Shroud's entire like mouse configuration and, and his uh, his graphic settings because he's just. He, he, I think well, that's another thing I'll bring up too. Is it seems either respawn or somebody at EA got these streamers on board very quickly. Cause oh, I'm, I'm pretty... sure they gave him a bunch of money, right? Or something. Yeah, they did. Um, the day that it came out, it was uh, sponsored. And a lot of them had that tag in their Twitch streams that uh, apex came out, spent a bunch of money and paid them to play this game the day it came out. And here we are, you know, a week later and they're still playing it without the sponsored content anymore. That's all awesome. I assume without the sponsored content, they so removed too. the thing for it. So, um, I think it was our, our pal Bellular, that guy that, that used to do the wow news. Now he does like just industry news too on a different channel. I think he had mentioned something like uh, they also went to some of the non-safe Twitch streamers too. Like if he, he used a comparison, we'll, we'll talk about Blizzard since uh, that's the one he, he gave. Like Blizzard on the Blizzard launcher when they're advertising Twitch streamers, apparently they just, they only advertise people who are like, quote unquote safe or as EA like they brought in like Dr. Disrespect and a couple bunch of, of, of more entertaining personalities and he brought up like well if if Blizzard did the same thing and like maybe they featured Gold, even though he's like an edgy boy maybe they might get more traction like EA or Respawn was doing with the streamers they chose I mean it's surprising too considering like I don't normally like stuff that is released through EA a lot of times just because EA tends to put tends to force into their game all like the microtransactions and just plays it safe kind of thing. I think that uh, it's sort of it's sort of interesting that that's the that's the tactic that they would that they would take. Like someone someone did a bet and they they won, man. What I don't get to like so EA gets in trouble with microtransactions because most of the time they add them into their AAA titles that are buy to play, like Overwatch, and they always have and they previously had pay to win mechanics. This one, this game is a free to play game with only cosmetic microtransactions and loot boxes, and there's no controversy because that should be how it is, right? Yeah, I it think it's be- the correct way to put microtransactions in your game. 
Like to me, I don't have a problem with microtransactions when they are when they don't affect gameplay and there's some kind of mechanic that allows you to get get the thing that you could pay for yeah. through gameplay. If you have those two things, like even if the way to play it, it's like, yeah, you can put 200 hours into the game and you can get everything or you could pay us 20 bucks. Like I don't actually have that big of a problem with that. Uh, it's when there is no way to get a thing that I'm just like, eh, it kind of bothers me. But if so the game's free, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out then, because um, according to what I've seen online, all, all the, you know, the know-it-alls of the internet, um, the level cap right now is set to be at 100 and you can only earn 45 of the loot boxes um, during that time. So, and like, and well, and then they're going to be doing um, the battle passes every, uh, every season. Seasons run for three months. The first one starts in March, but battle passes, I think, are also going to be paid. So, realistically, with their model, you won't be able to earn everything in game. You'll get the ability to earn 45 loot boxes to get some cosmetic things, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know how much that bothers me, to be honest. Because it's like they gave me a taste of the cosmetics, and I'm like, all right. And if I feel like I like the game, maybe I'll play for it. I don't know how much it bothers me. I don't think it does. Well, so do you know how do you know how the battle pass in like Fortnite works, Mitch? Uh, only a little bit. Like I think you you pay for the battle pass and you get um like a cache of specific gear and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. So I'm. That's probably how they if. For all I know, for all I know, they could go straight with just that because like Fortnite doesn't have loot boxes. They do into for, into save the save the world single player, not really single player, but the PVE game. I guess you could say that has loot boxes. Oh, actually, no, it doesn't. They took it out. Never mind. They used to have loot boxes, so maybe maybe respawn will follow suit. They'll just have the battle pass, and that's how you get your skins and shit. I don't know. Who knows. I think I think I I think the, the the success of the game surprised them too, like a lot. Yeah, probably. I couldn't. Uh, I don't know, man. Like to to release a game with no primer and no like previous um, lead up to it, and hit the amount of people that they've had. They had over the course of the weekend, they hit twenty five million players, and um, their peak on like saturday or sunday was two million concurrent players so like i i don't know man it, it's <laughs> i don't think that they were ready for this type of game which also uh shows how well that they handled it too because like yeah when i was playing on the weekend there was a couple times where i've had some connection issues uh, a few dcs and and stuff like that uh disconnects but there's not a lot man like there wasn't really a time if you relate it back to Anthem where I was sitting at the login screen for hours because I couldn't log into the game. That never happened. It also like to me shows how, like, I guess you could say incompetent Activision was about their own battle royale. Like one, like I don't, what were they planning on doing? Like they're going to have black ops this year. And then next year, the next call of duty is also going to have the battle royale. You're going to release a new battle royale every year. That's not going to work. It doesn't work that way at that genre. Like if there was any game type that just works for the games as a service model, it's that genre. Would you agree to that? 
Yeah, I can I can see that, right? Like there isn't there isn't really a need to re-release a battle royale game unless you're changing the engine that it runs on or whatnot, right? But that's that's not an every year type of thing. That's a that's a every five to ten years type of thing, assuming that the game's going good, right? Like this game reminds me a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, where there's um a bunch of different characters and stuff like that you can play with, right? And the way that Siege keeps its game up to date is it they release updated texture packages, they release uh, new maps every once in a while, and they release, release new operators every season. And that keeps the game fresh and uh, and like you know viable still without needing to release a brand new game every year. And so for Call of Duty, if they're planning on releasing a new game every single year like they have been and every single year is going to be a new battle royale game like i think that's a mistake it's stupid yeah, but mm-hmm. i mean I, we have no idea that's what they're going to do like it seems like it would have been smarter if they released blackout as its own standalone thing right although i did see that blizzard announced um or activision blizzard i should say announced that they are not doing uh any planned releases for the 2019 fiscal year so they are not for releasing anything? any games this year. Nothing. That's what it said. Or it has has no frontline releases planned. Yeah, because they fired everybody. Yeah. But that also means like so that means the no no new Call of Duty game. That means no Diablo four that everyone was looking for. That means, you know, maybe not Diablo Immortal that they looked at. Um, we know that they're releasing World of Warcraft Classic, but I guess they don't consider that a frontline release because it's a remake. Wow, does that, that mean maybe they're going to go back and give some of their older titles some love that they didn't that they weren't getting before or something? They might. They, I mean, amidst the the other news that they came out from them was that uh, they're like firing the eight percent of their staff. They are hiring. Uh, a bunch of staff to work on a bunch of different Diablo projects. So that could be, you know, a remastered Diablo 2 or something along those lines. Yeah, that makes sense. Which, who knows, like, if if they're saying that they're not going to have any frontline releases planned, I don't know. It's it's interesting to to know how that terminology, what that means to them, right? Because does that mean that they're not planning anything meaning they just don't want to they're not going to release anything this year or they're not planning anything as in they're not going to even announce something that they're going to be releasing even if it doesn't come out this year yeah it sounds vague like say Kiro comes out like next month right yeah but maybe that doesn't that maybe it comes out because it's coming out in q1 maybe that doesn't count i don't know maybe they're just maybe they're just not going to announce anything new that could be it sort of interesting yeah, I think what happened is the Blizzard saw Apex and they're like, oh my God, this game is going to do so well and we missed the boat. And then one of the Blizzard exec- executives got like a flashback to when League of Legends came out. And he was like, oh, we missed the boat on that too. Like you're all, ah. And he's just like, he just started going through the office and he just started like packing up people's desks. And just tossing their stuff out a window, you know. Um, I know uh, uh, this is like kind of an, them. 
yeah, I know this is kind of like an apex episode, but let me let me just say, Blizzard is really bad about that. Whereas like Valve, for example, was not. It's like a lot of Valve games came from mods from their own games, right? Like Team Fortress was a mod, like Counter Strike was a mod, and Dota was a fucking mod for Warcraft Three, and they missed the fucking boat. <laughs> they missed it so bad. They did. And then like Apex comes out, and Apex is like Overwatch meets Battle Royale. And it's but it's not as extreme as Overwatch. Like one thing I wanted to ask you guys is I feel like I feel like the ultimates in this game are so balanced because they're more strategic than they are like overpowered. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think they did a good job of not making the not making the ultimates just something that just instantly kills you a lot. I think what they did is is they made them so that they have like a big lead up for them to start doing any damage a lot of the times. Yeah, and like so like or, the ultimates yeah. like for like race ultimate is super fucking strategic. And I would say the same thing with the um who's the zipline guy? What's his name? Pathfinder. Pathfinder. And then but then contrast that with like Mirage, who's his is more of a personal ultimate. It's just a get out of jail free card because it, it creates a bunch of uh, holograms and lets you escape, which is okay. And you can't fire and you can't do anything, so it's not like you're like invisible and you get to shoot everybody. You all you, all you can do is run away. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I think that um, that's one of the big reasons why, if you look at what this game is compared to what Overwatch is, and you. Cause like with all the different champion styles and everyone having ultimates and abilities, it reminds a lot of the Overwatch characters, right? But I don't think that if they took Overwatch and made it into a battle royale game, it's not going to do very well because the game and the characters aren't balanced that way. No, people aren't aren't meant to survive for a really long time, right? Your your characters are meant to die and then respawn. The ultimates are meant to like annihilate people. And your abilities, right? Like, think about uh, Widowmaker going through and, you know, shooting someone in the head and them dying. And then, like, okay, cool. Like, well, there you go. Like, one shot, one kill. <laughs> That's her tagline. You can't have that in this Battle Royale type of game, right? Not without the ability of protecting yourself and, and making it so you reduce damage that you take by going up and getting gear and armor and stuff like that. Because you don't, there isn't, like, there's a respawn in this game, but it's not the type of respawn that overwatch has. Yeah. I know, I know one of our complaints too, about this game too, was the party size. So the party size being three. Um, Cause like if it, we have a lot of friends who, who want to play this, but apparently I, I don't know where I read this, but apparently I, I, I could have swore they said they want to add fours and fives and each, and that would have maybe a different map, maybe a bigger map or, a, you know, per one. And then maybe solos as well. What do you guys think about that? That'd be pretty cool. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the, with not only the map, but like how the amount of people uh, change on yeah. each level as well, right? So like say they add solos, are they going to make it so that it's a smaller map and then maybe only have uh, 30 people instead of, you know, 60 as you do on the threes team. And then if they go to fours, a hundred people, and then, you know, fives, 150 people or something along those lines, man, that would be a crazy match to have 150 people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, 
like it's not that much more when you think about it right like you're just adding you know uh, an amount of people amount of squads or maybe they have because what right now it's 60 people so it's 20 squads of three so if they kept the 20 squads thing then four people would have uh 80 and then 120 for or 100 for five people and then 20 people on the smallest map if you're launching solo what's the maximum of players in PUBG? 100 100 yeah okay so they got room to grow it's yeah. just a one well i think it's it's also interesting that they chose the 60 number because i think that has a that 60 number probably has a lot to do with the fact that their game was so stable at launch like they chose to restrict it so that you know they can they can keep the game keep the game as stable as possible because that was always that's always a big part of a lot of uh, PUBG was that right at the beginning of the game, the game runs like shit. And then after, after like 40 or 50 people die, you're like, Oh, okay. Now the game works still to this day. You think, uh, I haven't logged in in a while to be fair, like a couple months, I would probably say, but yeah, the game's still kind of glitchy at the very beginning. Jesus. I think that also had to do with the fact that they had the staging area and, and apex does not have the staging area. Even, uh, like Fortnite had the staging area, and then like that's just additional things that you're trying to render on screen while rendering the rest of the map. And getting rid of it, I think, allows you to render all the things in the background without needing to render a staging area. I think that helps. Well, it's kind of funny because I'm pretty sure the idea of the staging area was because of the like because the battle royale genre came out of mods, right? And I'm pretty sure like the whole idea was everyone's in the staging area so the whole game map can load for everybody. Because it's not it's not like it loads a new map when you get into the plane. It it's the same map and you just move your character. So the whole map is loaded already. But yeah, and that obviously and there's that more efficient been... ways to do it. So like some but my point is like PUBG, like they could just remove that part, right? They don't have to like it's kind of like keeping with the old keeping with like an old way yeah and that might have been a thing that they did when the game was um a lot smaller than what it is now where you had when you were loading into a game you had the staging area because you were sitting there waiting for a bunch of people to join and so you had the time to load the map and you had all that time but now you get 100 100 players in seconds to where the amount of time that you are um, waiting in that staging area is almost reduced. So it, the purpose of it may not be working the way that it once did. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I'm really excited to see what they do going forward. I, I just, I don't know. It's been, I've been playing this game since it released like what last Monday. I like play every day. I played this morning. I played for a little bit with Mitch for the podcast. Might play later. <laughs> I can't really play later, but I accept to be up early. But it's just so fun. Um, and I haven't even played all the characters yet. I've only, I've played Wraith and Lifeline. I've played most of the characters. I think the only character I haven't played is Lifeline. 
And that's usually because you choose her. Yeah, and Tim has been, well, I've been maining her, and Tim's been maining Bangalore. Yep, and I'm just all over the place. You're just all over the place. I actually really, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the smoke mechanic with Bangalore is probably the one the best implemented in FPS yet. I think the smoke in, like, Siege is very good. But, like, this is more of an arcade type shooter, and I just think it's implemented really well. What do you think about that? As in, like, the smoke is just, like, you can't see through it? You can't it, or see like, through you... it. Like, it actually does what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I agree with that. It definitely... But it's also, it's not so thick that you feel... Like, you can't you can't see if you're right next to somebody. So I kind of I kind of like how it's just, like, you, you see... Um, you see people's silhouettes if you're close enough to them kind of thing. Totally. Um, and then Mitch got caustic and he is, he, I think he very, a lot of people don't like him, but he really excels if you're like holding down a bunker. Like he really excels with that because he can trap all the doors and anybody comes in is getting damaged and also is slowed and it makes it easy for you to take them out. I would say if you're out in the open, though, that becomes a little bit of a problem. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty good. There's there's definitely ways to go through and like counter his trap doors and stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of interesting because there's because the game is so new. There, a lot of people are still kind of learning and figuring out the mechanics, and so. I saw this one post on uh, Reddit the other day where the team, there was a team playing caustic and they were in this area and they trapped these, this other team inside of a room and they kept just throwing caustics traps inside the room and smoking them and then standing in front of the door so they couldn't escape. And people don't realize that if you hit the door twice with melee, it, it breaks, breaks it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, there, there's definitely some precision uh, usage of his abilities and really everybody's abilities. And I'm still trying to figure all of that out, which is kind of nice too, right? It's not like I get into this game. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know the best way to use this character all the time. I, I'm learning better ways and like realizing ways that I mess up with all the different characters all the time, which is great. Well, and also, so like, as like someone who like mains Lifeline, so one of the things that I find annoying, at least I'll use Overwatch for example, because it's a it's a shooter that has healers in it, is that a lot of the healing is overpowered and it, it becomes annoying. In this game, the healing is very strategic too. Like I, it has to be safe because it takes a while to heal. So it takes a while. Like it doesn't just happen. Like like you use Mercy for example, and it's just like. Like the like lifeline's heal takes a grip and it has to be in a safe area and it only lasts for so long. And it, it it's, it's very like strategic. I don't know. So you basically can't out heal something and out tank something through healing, which I think is cool. Yeah, man. Even like, um, getting people back up when they've been knocked down is something that needs to be done strategic in, in the sense that I don't know how many games we've played where, like I'll get knocked down, right? And then with Lifeline, you have a shield that protects you when you're getting someone back up. So you'll you'll get me back up, but because there's enemies that are close by, as soon as your shield drops, they just shoot me again and I'm down again. And that was basically wasted time to get me back up. It did nothing. 
other than prolong my eventual death. Yeah, totally. And so let's talk about the the most useful mechanic that other games, other battle rails don't have, and that's the revive feature. Which, what do you guys think about that? I love it, man. I think it. I think it adds a new. Uh, uh, it adds a new objective and a new sense of gameplay um, to the game. It it's not so overpowered because uh, you still have nothing. That, yeah, like you come back and you don't have any of your equipment that you've done, right? And and there's still the fact that uh, the revive points are only in certain places. People can see the ships when nope. you come back. Yeah, so they know you're coming back. Um, if the person that's reviving you dies before you come back, then it doesn't matter. You're gone. And they're one-time uh, use. Yeah. Every, so, every time someone gets and uses a point, it's gone. Yeah. So it gets harder and harder to revive people as the game goes on, which is cool. Um, but like, I think my favorite part about it is the fact that when I'm playing with you guys and I die, you can bring me back and I'm not sitting here for another 20 minutes waiting for the game to end. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it gives you that extra. It, I think it's that piece that was missing in Battle Royales, right? It's like that extra engagement that someone who dies super early in the game, like they're still totally engaged in how the game is progressing because they could be gotten back up if their friend does well, right? Yep. Well, and what's interesting too about this Battle Royale is the game is built around team play, whereas the other ones were, were solo first and it wasn't team play added later. Yeah, uh, a lot of I them, know PUBG of them... had team play when it launched or when it was in alpha. It was just, it was four squad. I don't know if they had duos. I think it was four squad and solo. And single, yeah. So they, they all had team play when it launched, but when they launch, but uh, the character progression and everything was balanced around being able to do it yourself. Other than the fact that if you're playing with a team, like there's still the, if you're, if you're playing solo in the four man group game, you still have the worry of running up, finding someone and being like, okay, where are three, where's his three buddies? Yeah. But, super cool I, I i really like the game a lot i like the sliding mechanic too i got i've gotten really good uh with the peacekeeper of sliding in and shooting of that thing it's super fun yeah man the the movement in this game uh the sliding the running sliding mostly uh is like definitely what gives it that fast paced feel which is great right like tim you touched you talked about it a little bit earlier where PUBG felt like it was a slower game and because of that I don't think we ever played it the way that we needed to play it in order to get really good right uh, because if you watched any of the people that were playing it big they don't play it slow they play it just like they play this game the only difference is you don't slide around but you you run in you yeah, do battles fast. you get good at gun you you get good at gunplay and and there you go and that's how you that's how you win but the the game itself because it because it came out as a as an arma mod, right? Like it felt like I need to play this slow and sneaky. And in this game, uh, and the only time I ever play it slow and sneaky is when I see two people fighting, like two groups fighting, and then I'm waiting for them to stop fighting and the winner to start looting the loser so I can go kill the winner and then take all the loots. Yeah, well, it's sort of, sort of interesting because there's gameplay elements to 
apex that have a that encourage that right because they have um for instance the very first thing that we did we're like yeah can you hear footsteps and you can you can hear footsteps in apex but they're definitely not as pronounced as they are in like PUBG. like depending on what shoes you put on your footsteps are different in PUBG. And like if you're if you're crawling versus walking and all that, like it it makes a big difference. And so like the aspect of sound is very important when you're playing PUBG. So it kind of encourages like, oh, well, I shouldn't run right here because they'll hear me. Whereas there's so much sound going on in Apex all the time. Like you can hear people if they're coming like super close to you, but mostly it's not as much of a game factor, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's you're always hearing something going on, right? Like shooting far away or ships coming in or people talking uh, cuz as you say random things or like start pinging items for your friends, like there it's definitely not a game where you're like okay, shut up, I need to hear, right? In PUBG, there's a lot of times where we'd be having conversations and we would need to stop the conversation so we could hear what's going on in the game. And I don't feel like we ever do that in this game. The only time we ever stop having our conversation is when we're like really engaged and we're just stopping because we're so focused on trying to kill the other person. Well, also too, like the pinging system lets you kind of remove a lot of that dialogue too. Like you don't really need to be saying like, okay, we're going to be here. We just ping it. The pinging system is super good. It's a really good system. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. And that also removes it, right? Because like if you're in a team and they're pinging everybody, everything all the time, you're pinging for weapons, you're pinging for armor, you're pinging, let's go over here, you're pinging that someone's been over here. Like that is all this extra sound, which is super important for you to know um, while you're going around looting and trying to survive. But it takes away from that quiet style gameplay of trying to hear people's footsteps. And I like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I'm just, I, I hope, I, I think this game's going to have some legs. I think it's going to do really well. Um, Maybe it'll turn EA around a little bit. But I'm having I a lot of fun. So, man. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's only been a week. Um, I'm interested to see what, what Fortnite does to kind of combat this, right? Because they took the pub, the Battle Royale and uh genre and they like kind of twisted it on its head with all the different things and mechanics and and different style of loot and stuff like that that they've added to that game like when they added a thanos glove and uh, oh yeah infinity gauntlet right and you could become thanos in the game like there was some there were some weird wacky things that you could do in that game and i think that caught a lot of people's attention um i don't know if apex will necessarily do something similar but It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens when the battle pass comes out, what kind of things that adds, and I'm really curious to see what uh, Epic's going to do in response to this because they're they're losing. I mean, they're not losing that much, really. They, but they're. I think it's a different. It could be like a different group of people that yeah, Apex is I, attracting. I, I, I could see it splitting the audience. I could see Apex being more of a of a game for say older teenagers and, and old guys like us and then like Fortnite keeping the young kids. 
Because yeah. the reason I didn't like Fortnite is because, no offense to anybody who's younger, it's just like every time you say something in your mic and you, you hear some, you know, some kid going through, barely going through puberty talking, it's just like, oh, God, why am I playing this game? Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, and Fortnite has those game modes that um, promote, like, the younger group playing, right? Like, you have... Uh, There's a creative mode now. There, well, and then there, Fortnite has the 50 versus 50 mode. So they have a mode that you are on a team with 49 other people against another team of 49 other people. So like your chances of winning that game are now pretty, pretty high. And I was talking to uh, my nieces and nephews who were playing Fortnite when they first got into it. And they were like eight, 10, something around there. And, uh, when we started talking about Fortnite, they were saying that like, oh yeah, you know, I've won a couple times and everything. I'm like, how have you won a couple times? Like I've seen you play the game. You're not that good <laughs> at shooting, right? And I know that there are a lot of other people that are playing that are older and going to just be better at shooting than you are. And that's when I realized that they were playing the 50 versus 50. This game doesn't have that. And I think that's, I think that the game mode in Fortnite attracts a lot more of the younger crowd than, um, and will continue to do so. Yeah. Totally. So, how many uh, Tims have we given this game? Uh, let's see. Apex gets 4.5 out of 5 Tims. It's missing half a Tim? Why is it missing half a Tim? I'm reserving the half of a Tim because although it's a amazing game and they did really well at launch, it is not it's not life changing. Okay. That's what, the ex- that's what the five out of five is for. It has to be something that fundamentally is like, makes me rethink perspectives on life. <laughs> so it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good rating. Okay. Okay. I mean, so how many hours of the game have you played in the last week? Uh, probably around 45. Yeah, I've played a lot of game. I mean, don't you think that you've spent, having spent as much time as you do at work on the game, by definition, makes it life-changing? You are literally changing the way you live your life to play this game. Yeah, not really, because I already play too many video games, too many hours of video games. Yeah, but this made you stop playing Final Fantasy. I mean, not really. Still played that every once in a while. Uh, it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I pre-ordered the Final Fantasy expansion pack like the day we started playing this, and I haven't even touched the like. I mean, I can't play the expansion pack, but I haven't even thought about the game. Like, I haven't even like I haven't like sat down like, oh man, I can't wait to play Gunbreaker. I've just been playing Apex the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still pretty excited about Final Fantasy 14. Also, well, my I like but, the game. Uh, yeah. It's, a diff- it's it's totally a different thing, right? Yeah. Apex is a really good game. I'm super excited for what they have for the future. I think the biggest thing that I would like I would like to see is those different gameplay options. Like ones, twos, threes, fours, five sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, that'll be really really interesting to know that there's five people on a squad and what that does to the balance and everything yeah i would think it would be really cool 
Because, you know, when we get a lot of friends on, we want to be able to play with our friends, right? Yep. So I think that would be that would be pretty rad. Good job. Respawn. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say it'll be interesting to know how they balance it. Not just because of other players, but like loot even. Because if you think about when there's three people and all three people jump into an area, there's only so much loot on the ground. I I actually think the peacekeeper wingman combo is probably going to get nerfed. <laughs> oh, yeah? I think so. It's pretty powerful if you know what you're doing. So, like, how do you how do you nerf a combo like that, though? Like, do you, uh, nerf you just nerf guns? the damage, probably. I don't know. But it's not like they, they play off of each other, right? Like, it's a strong combo when you're using both of them together and you know how to switch between them. But if you're only using one or the other, you, like, there's no bonus to damage by using both. So to nerf it, you have to nerf the damage. And do you nerf the damage of Peacekeeper or do you nerf the damage of Wingman? And then if you nerf the damage of like wingman for example then that makes wingman a weaker gun in the other scenarios where you weren't using it with peacekeeper that's true maybe they just nerf the wingman so that every time you fire it the bullet just kind of veers off in in the wrong direction (laughs) so you have to kind of like anticipate the the curvature of the bullet that happens so make it like uh what's that movie with uh wanted was that the movie yeah where they can curve the bullets they yeah. like by jumping also yeah also a graphic novel yeah man they can do something like that yeah i think in summary apex pretty good all right well did we talk about apex for almost an hour and we trashed blizzard a little bit too but yeah wait what's apex Wait, just um, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We trash Blizzard too, which is, you know, that's always fun. That's good. We have always, always there's always time for trashing, trashing on Blizzard, right? Yeah. Well, they're becoming know, the new EA. They could be. Just remember that if you like Apex, to like and subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes, and if you're in Apex and you see us, we're probably going to kill you. (laughs) Unless it's me, and I'll probably die, because that's what I like to do. Not very good at the game yet, but that's okay. Yeah, not very good. Super fun, though. I agree. I've actually gotten very good. (laughs) Yeah, you carry us a lot of the times. That's fine. (laughs) When I get obsessed with something, I figure out a way to get, I don't know. I, I've been watching vids and all kinds of stuff. I want to get better. Mm. I want to get better. But yeah, you guys uh, leave us a review. And if we're all good, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Smash the like button. All right. Play some Apex. Bye. Bye. Play Apex.